Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have had to go underground, take on secret identities in order to freely provide our candid views each week. Our bosses would never allow our unvarnished opinions to go on the air, so we've disguised our voices so they'll never know. Each week we review the latest edition of the Value Line Investment Survey, and we pick a few of our favorites. Usually we do like three each, and then we, you know, compare and see who's, who's smarter. That's kind of what we do. It's Friday afternoon. We're drinking. We've it's been doing often this, a bit uh, one-sided, of we've course. We've been doing this 25 years, and now you're in drinking. Well, No, I, mean, I, I'm, I have a tea. What am I saying? Oh, anyway, okay. uh, we have some disclosures. Um, first of all, this is for entertainment purposes only, and even if it's only ourselves it's that are entertained, as we said. And we may know nothing about what we're talking about, know that in advance. Although we're uh, gainfully employed, we've been on Wall Street a long time, we've advised the uh, you know, most successful portfolio <laughs> managers, we've involved in hundreds of millions of I dollars you were of going deals. To say emperors. Oh, or no, like uh, who that. knows? Anyway, but we're drinking Titans here. of industry. So this is uh, free uh, material, and it, it should be, frankly. Uh, we're using Value Line uh, exclusively as a resource. If something happened today and it's not in Value Line, which it's not because they published Monday, okay, we missed out, although we did just check some prices. Anyway, um, I, uh, this week we're looking at the September 20-something, what day is it? The 21st, uh, 2007 yeah. edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. And uh, I'll be back at the back half of the show looking at uh, three stocks, uh, Trinity Industries, a rail car maker, United Healthcare, an insurer, and Lynn Care Holdings, a provider of some medical services into the to home. To someone named Lynn. Yeah, probably. But first, with uh, a modicum of fanfare, uh, maybe a little more, Vern did something nice today. So I want to just uh, give a, a give a you know big rousing introduction to Vern Value. Vern. When in Rome, I guess. I guess so. Uh, well, my first stock is uh, not quite as appealing as of about 90 seconds ago. When we, when we the price. checked the price and discovered that it's up fifteen uh, percent from uh, the seventeen fifty that Value Line's showing for mm-hmm. something called Argon ST, which uh, is in Value Line this week for the first time, and they're showing seventeen fifty four stock price uh, near uh, lows for the year of just a little over fifteen, down from thirty thirty five last year, thirty seven thirty eight dollars the two years before. When I guess, I, you know, I'm not sure when it was an IPO because the 0405 history could just be pro forma. Maybe 06 was their first year public. But in any event, no, it can't be because the value line is rating at a four, so it must have been public for a while, hmm. right? I don't know. It um, doesn't say here, I don't believe. Anyway, they provide, uh, I don't know, some big words that all basically mean they have products for defense and intelligence customers. Uh, they help customers perform various functions, signals intelligence, electronic warfare, acoustic operations, threat simulation, imaging, and, and information operations. I don't know what you think, but that sounds like stuff that we're going to be wanting more of in the future, which yeah, no is a question. time frame we often like to talk the about here is, on The Value. It's guys. down a lot from its high. Uh, oh yeah, I, that, the, I love the chart. We're down. internet live here right now. It's so so exciting for us. Anyway, go ahead. So I'm I'm looking at uh, no debt, uh, two dollars in excess cash on the balance sheet, maybe a little bit more. So I thought I had fifteen fifty net, more like a market multiple instead of the premium they show, and ten times gross cash flow for uh, for 08. 
um, with a uh, an adjusted enterprise value of about three hundred sixty million dollars, and maybe at least forty million of uh, EBITDA. Now, maybe the number is fifty, in which case the uh, the adjusted number now that we know that stock was up two and a half or three dollars from this point. This Good lord, that's twenty five percent. In any event, uh, you know, has had just had a negative comparison. Looks like they're getting ready to report a positive comparison, and the first one in. Uh, a year and a half. Hmm. Okay, so looks like they're back from the dead. They've apparently done an acquisition of some small uh, business. I'm just looking here. They announced a, a two million share buyback on uh, August 30. Yeah, we've got that in oh, here. Oh, you do. Okay. Here as well, Very good value. Way to go, Value Line. Uh, no, actually, they don't have that. Oh, okay. No, it's one of the other stocks I have today. But in any event, uh, now officers and directors own 41.9 percent. So maybe. Uh, wow. Um. There may be an overhang here. There may be more equity to come out, in which maybe case, some options. Maybe this of, is something uh, you want to put on a watch list and be, uh, you know. Uh, but in any event, you know, go go find out when it came public and check out the ownership structure. But the symbol is STST, and uh, so do um, we. Are looks we, interesting. Are we recommending? Yeah, we're recommending it. Okay. Okay. But do more work. I, recommend I, I, would do yeah, more. I could be early. I think you early. need to do more work. Early yeah. or wrong, you know that's right. what they yeah, say. Yeah. So. Um, and then the next one I have is uh, a little more tried and true. This is Lawson Products. I think we may have talked about this stock um, sometime in the last couple of years I here on like the show. I kind of like this company. Hey, how about that? In the last couple of years I here know. on the show. We're coming up uh, to our 100th show. This is the uh, this is the uh, uh, this is a five-rated stock and maybe the only five-rated stock in this week's entire issue. Symbol is LAWS. This is a stock that has had highs, well, earlier this year, $47, between 50 and 54 the prior three years, recently trading around 36 Now, I guess a little bit of a premium to market because earnings are down from around a 235 level to a buck and a half last year, recovering to $1.70 this year with earnings estimates recently cut. So a lot of negative sentiment in the stock. Uh, it's near the lows uh, that, it's that it's hit the past three years at about 11 times cash flow, about nine times enterprise value to EBITDA. Um, I, it's not my favorite business. They're basically a distributor of industrial MRO products, and um, I'm surprised they're not doing uh, better. They supply hardware to people yeah, to use in their capital, uh, assembly lines. You, you know, capacity utilization right now should be at a level that stuff's breaking. Well, more but there's off. been uh, you know heavy, some certain heavy equipment industries have been under pressure because of problems in the housing sector. Heavy duty truck industry, as you may recall, we've talked about the diesel engine emission issue is down huge. Automotive is down as well. Automotive drives a lot of, even though it's uh, been a shrinking industry, uh, it drives a lot of. Uh, you know, multi there's a big multiplier effect from it. So, um, and anything related to housing has also had pressure. So, lawn and garden equipment, appliances, uh, well, all of these things. They have a business where they supply hardware, fasteners, and fittings. Forty-eight uh, percent industrial supplies. Forty-three percent. They're 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 uh, supplying things to uh, businesses that often use them uh, for. Uh, OE production, even though the heart of their business is MRO uh, or maintenance, repair, and, and uh, operations, uh, used to have uh, used to have return on capital in the low mid teens, and the stock pretty much traded uh, well traded uh, pretty close to one times annual revenue. Um, looks like the worst that we've seen in the uh, 0203, 0103 kind of time frame was that the 
stock traded at oh well, maybe in 2000 you know 55 to 60 percent of revenue that's about where it is right now um the return on capital is now more like 10 to 12 percent instead of 13 to 15 um, there's a family that owns more than a third of the stock here as well but just on the 11 times cash flow i've got a nine percent yield and they have a pretty rich dividend yield because of the family position, I'm sure, at 2.4%. So look like the kind of thing that, uh, you know, um, maybe there's a change of control opportunity here. That's I, the opportunity. I take a look at LAWS. And then uh, the stock that I actually I like the best are the ones I have this week. I can just kind of right. have an unbridled uh, uh, positive, uh, you got to buy this now. Really? I never heard of that. about is uh, Quainx or Quanx. I've never heard of it either. Uh, the symbol is NX. I, Wait you know, a minute. You've never heard of it. Q-U-A-N-E-X. You find yourself loving it. Oh, yeah. What? Um, That's pretty Rated fast. a three. Recently around $42. 12 times earnings. Better than a 30% discount to market. Paying a 1.4% dividend yield. That's about a market yield. Um, cash flow per share down from north of $6 to around 5 dollars So the stock's at something like seven times gross cash flow. There is some capital spending, but... It's uh, it's under ten times free cash flow, more like nine, and I suspect that the uh, the, the market's concern is that um, commodity price inflation has driven significant inflation in uh, products made from commodities, like a lot of what Quanex or Quanex processes. They're a leader in the manufacture of engineered carbon and alloy steel bars, aluminum products and precision form metal and composite products, majority sold to vehicular products and building products, with lesser sales to industrial machinery and capital equipment. So they sell, it sounds like they just sell, they, they process steel and aluminum for people. It's an intermediate processing step. So it's relatively low value added. Looks like they are doing, a, they have a strategic review underway of their building products group and a billion in sales out of roughly two billion total company. You know, so that's this sounds from, uh, to me like you're breaking it in half, and you haven't been able to find somebody to buy the whole thing. There's probably somebody buying. They'll, they'll spin out the building product, sell it to somebody for whatever they can get for it, sell the rest of the business for a decent valuation. There's uh, about $1.6 billion equity market cap. They have $130 million of debt, but they have $144 million of cash. So $1.6 billion enterprise value. I've got a 13% margin on $2 billion of revenue is... Two hundred sixty million of EBITDA. I've got about a six-time multiple. Well, here. you know, I'm a lot finding of room this to be wrong in some so. of the stuff I'm uh, got, I've got this week, and you know, the market's looking at some of these at peak earnings. So, and, Simba, uh, yes, these guys earned one one half the earnings they've did this Simba year two NX, years ago. Check it out. My favorite idea this week. Really? Time for a beverage break. I guess that's so. all I've got. I'm going to now turn it over to uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, deacon of decision making. Oh, thank you. What is that? Values. Mean? Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, this week, I really haven't had that much time to do uh, very good work. Boy, uh, you know, we're only in the twelfth minute. You need to really. What happened to you, take man? Take your time, Look, buddy. You just that, those were such efficiently told ideas that uh, you've just blown through. All right. Well, good. I guess we're having a short show this week then. I, well, uh, maybe but, it'll uh, get Lakeland somehow. Anyway, well, I've got three ideas. I'm, I'm eating a raisin. I'm eating a raisin net. So excuse me. I'm mumbling here. But as I do each week, I'm just going to go in order. I went through most of these. There's some themes this week. Aerospace defense. Uh, Pretty expensive. Yeah, you know, that story's out of the bag a little bit. Metal fabricating and steel, you know, the market's saying we're 
we're at peak levels and is pricing everything at six and seven times earnings because last cycle that proved to be even a bad move at that price because the stocks immediately plummeted oh, when the recession off started. Peak. But I don't, uh, you know, I'm not really a big picture, you know, economy guy other than I always have an opinion. But I don't think what uh, Bernanke's done here in terms of the cut, that's going to protect us a little bit. But I think the backdrop here is that you've got baby boomers with the most wealth they've ever had in their lives uh, in their peak income years, peak wealth years. And that means supply of money. And uh, it's needs yield. There's more money than ever before in history of the planet that needs to get and some these return. Aren't, these aren't the people that have mortgage problems. No, 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 no. Houses. That's just the headlines. You know, Murdoch needs to sell papers. The baby boom has so much wealth. This is in the consumer expenditure site on the Internet. You can check this out. There's so much wealth, and we've created it here, our system, and uh, it needs to get invested. So that is going to be an excess supply of capital. The people coming up underneath, they don't need as much money because there's not as many of them. And they're inheriting a lot of stuff. So you're going to have a situation where the price of money, that's interest rates, is going to tend to be low. And so whenever there's a fear that it's going up a lot, um, it's a decent bet that it's probably not and that equities are the best way to go because you're creating wealth by having a new idea, a new approach. And, uh, you know, all the richest people in the world got rich with equity, not, not debt. So I think uh, – and it's also the equity holder that pays for the debt – so that's a good rule of thumb that for 50,000 years, the equity holders do better than the debt holders, or there wouldn't be any equity holders. And that's my speech to kill time. How do we do? Okay. Anyway. It wasn't much time. Thank you. Where are we now? And it's still struggling. I don't okay. think it's actually Anyway. Uh, all right. Three ideas this week from Val. Uh, the first one is on page 572, Trinity Industries. If you've listened Wait, to the show. Wait. Let me get that. Page number five. Well, listen, follow along. If you don't have a subscription to Value Line, listen, I don't work for the company, but it's about the cheapest great resource around other than Yahoo Finance and Morningstar. And a couple of them. Let me circle Anyway, that. yeah, please do. Listen, I'm, I'm read along. Anyway, Trinity, uh, what do these guys do? This plays into a theme that I've had on the show. Railroads are gaining share from trucks and airplanes and boats for the first time in about uh, literally 70 years and uh, since the invention of you know the interstate since and the all Second that World War. and when gas was cheap etc and the reason is efficiency in fuel uh, also uh, changes in trade routes. You've got more stuff coming in at the West Coast, China and the Orient, et cetera, Asia, needing to get stuff to the East Coast, and that's best moved on trains. The other thing that's happening longer term, and these stats are out there too in t terms of time and transit, times and traffic, things like that. People can put a cost on it, and it turns out that when you have the government owning roads and removing the profit motive, although many of them are selling roads to private companies, it's a good trend, but the railroad is just its private industry. It's a lot better shape. So your, uh, you know, reliable transit times from the West Coast to the East Coast are increasingly, they're longer than trucks. They're a lot cheaper than trucks, but they're also more reliable, increasingly more reliable than trucks because railroads are putting a lot of money into the railroads and uh, clearing up bottlenecks and all that. A couple years ago, there was storms and problems on the West Coast, unions, blah, blah. That's all worked through. The railroad is gaining share. That's the theme. Trinity, what do they do? They manufacture a variety of metal products for many industries. Uh, okay, well, that's not so good, I including, oh, rail cars. They make a lot of rail cars. I think 
probably half their profits are rail cars. How much um, sales is rail cars? You know, Value Line is not offering me that here. Ouch. Um, and uh, they're generating 520 per share in gross cash flow stock at 35. That looks pretty cheap. Why is it cheap? Well, it's because the market thinks this is peak earnings, and if you look back through time, it's a 58% relative PE multiple, and if you look back through time, that's kind of as high as it gets uh, during peaks, and the market's trying to call a peak. Well, the issue with that is if you look at their capital spending right now, it's running at $7 a share projected next year down from 10 They're spending more than their earnings. Why are they doing that? Are these people stupid? No. They're getting an ROI on it. They understand more track, higher prices. The price per ton mile is... Uh, moving up at a rate that it hasn't seen in 100 years. So they're adding capacity. Adding capacity, in an but also adding just demand. efficiency. It's not so much capacity. It's this thing about reliability of transit time, clearing up bottlenecks, improving distribution sites, and just moving toward a time when they can be a little better predictive on windows of you know pickup and delivery and all that. Um, so I think it's a good long-term bet what because of this capacity increase. Management knows something the market doesn't. The market's predicting its peak, and management knows when they talk to their customers that this is a long-term trend. Rail per ton mile is 30% cheaper than trucking, and is increasingly getting these other advantages. Well, when stuff came to the east, and most of the population was in the east, you know, it was right there. But now most of it comes to the West. It's a there big, is more population <clears throat> in the West, and yeah. most of the population is still in the East and Southeast. There's and still a lot of a lot of ton miles. Vast differences. A lot of ton distances, miles. I'm sorry. Yeah. A lot of ton miles. These guys are Commodity providing products. better ton miles. And these guys are just selling into that. Now, they're going to be cyclical, no question. I mean, they're going to earn $48, revenue, $48 a share next year. In 03, it was 18. In 99, it was 47. I mean, there's a pretty good argument that there's a cyclical peak right now. Um, and, of course, the chart's saying that. Values, I'm just going to make a bet. This is a little bit of a fake out. This cycle's going to last longer than people think. Coal is gaining share. Uh, corn, you know, things that go in rail are in the ascension right now, notably minerals and raw materials. Yeah, and until such. they get some pipelines built, all this ethanol is going to have to travel. Yeah, by I mean, tanker. stuff that's going to Walmart isn't going in these things. It's it's all this industrial minerals and chemicals and stuff that's uh, you know growing in volume right now. Anyway, Trinity, page five seventy two, ticker, T R N. How about that? Okay, uh, page six thirty eight, Lincare Holdings, ticker L N C R. Value line rates is three. Um, the theme here is demographics. Lincare is in the medical supply area. Uh, they are a leading provider of oxygen and respiratory services to home-based patients, and their primary diseases that they treat with services are pulmonary diseases, emphysema, chronic bronchitis, um, the people that need oxygen. And so uh, that's a growing population. They earn <laughs> a growing population that need, need oxygen. oxygen. Well, they need it in tanks with tubes, things like that, breathing oh. devices. They're earning, uh, you know, back 20 years, mid-teens to low 20s returns on capital. They've got very low debt, no debt right now. Uh, their valuation, 455 in gross cash flow per share, 3670 The stock's up a couple buck, a buck since uh, Value Line came out, um, 3670 So it's, you know, nine times gross cash flow. Cap spending needs here aren't great. You know, they're not inventing stuff. It's it's trucks and things like that, I think. That's what the problem is. All of this stuff was priced before the FOMC meeting. Probably. 
That's yeah, exactly right. That's what's happening. Yeah, the market jumped. Uh, now, these guys are still pr- – I'm a little suspicious here <clears throat> because they're putting up 20% types of growth numbers right now. Value Line's predicting uh, you know, 15% revenue growth. They've got a little haircut on earnings growth because there's the assumption that there's margin compression due to Medicare and Medicaid pressure on these guys when – you know, guys in meetings are going, reasonable hey, to me. it's just putting oxygen on a truck. Can't you freaking cut your price? I mean, that's how these Medicare guys are going. And uh, so there you will have some margin compression, although I tell you, they're at 31% now, and uh, it's going to slowly move down. I think that'll be offset by volume gains. And the stock is, you know, cheapity cheap cheap here. It's uh, 13 times earnings, 9 times gross cash flow. About, uh, what, 13 times free cash flow, 7% yield, and you get growth of 11%. This should return 18, 19, 20% uh, a year. And even when Medicare and Medicaid get really serious about cost cutting, these guys are among the most efficient providers. So uh, the other thing I like here is there's just absolutely no debt. So I think they're going to be able to weather any storm. The stock's down a little bit here. It's cheaper than it's been in some time. The relative chart is about five years long. And with regard to Medicare, there's been an important change recently. Medicare has been in the business of hammering, hammering, hammering on your price. And there were some congressional hearings recently where some smart person in the room said, hey, wait a minute, Uh, isn't that destroying the incentives for the most efficient? You know, the telephone industry figured this out a long time ago. They started, uh, you know, managing rates with an ROI-based formula that would incentivize the people that could create more efficiency. And so I think that uh, that's happening in Medicare, Medicaid. There were recent meetings where they said, well, gee, if a guy can do it better and cheaper, why cut his price? You know, that we'd want him to, to gain share and serve more patients. So if that mentality carries through... And there's risk in Lincare, there's perceived risk of Medicaid cuts, Medicare cuts. I think you have a chance for that five-year chart to turn around. Lincare Holdings, page 638. And finally, how much time do we have? You really want to know? Yes, I do. About seven and a half minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you bring a guitar or something like that? Holy I cow. I have another stock I can talk about. <laughs> oh, here, I, me, I might have a Wall Street-related Let poem. me make some notes. No, I have. I have. Me, I'm going to make some notes okay, about my other please. stock yeah. while you're doing okay, that. Okay, get busy. All right. All right. United Healthcare, United Health Group, ticker UNH. This is on page 647. Um, this one hasn't moved much. It's 4991. And what do they do? United Healthcare, of course you know what they do. They're a big uh, HMO type uh, organization. 70 million individuals are insured through four business segments healthcare services, and they have a bunch of brands United Healthcare, Ovation, AmeriChoice, Uniprise, and, you know, probably some other ones. They're growing in two ways they're attracting additional patients. Pray tell, what are the two? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. They're attracting people in their existing service areas, and then they're also acquiring additional service areas. And uh, Brilliant! It is. It is. They didn't think of it. Although they're at a $65 billion market What do you mean they didn't cap. think of it? They copied somebody else's? It? Yes. Yes, mm. Vern, they did. Mm. Okay. Let me get back here to the story. Uh, where was I? $65 billion. So they've been doing this for a while very successfully. In fact, a, a woman I won't name about 15 years ago had a job at United Healthcare, and she said, oh, this is pretty good stock. And I remember, it could be a good company. Maybe you should look at the stock. <laughs> she was a nurse. I was a Wall Street guy, whatever. I said, I don't know. That's kind of a commodity. You know, well, now, you know, that was when the stock was equivalently at a buck. So uh, we don't always know everything, and most often we don't. But 
Right now, this thing looks like it's in a position to have economies of scale and cost structure, and even as the government, you know, veers toward some type of socialist medicine, uh, we still hopefully have enough smarts to look for the most efficient providers. And given that they're earning an 18, 19, 20 percent return on capital, they're operating under the same, you know, pricing constraints that other people are, and yet they're returning a higher rate of return, it tells you that they're among the more efficient providers. They're earning an 11 percent margin, which a congressman can look at and think is not outrageous. And so how are they earning their high return on capital? It's through other things. I give up. All right, let me tell you, it's through efficient use of assets. There's well, a thing called the Dow that formula old, that out old there. Strong. And you multiply margin, so earnings over sales that divided by sales over assets. That's return on assets. And so, you know, if you're selling something in a commodity world where there's price pressure, your strategic opportunity is to get efficient on assets. Yeah, Vern, quiet down over there. Listen, yeah. I've had enough, about enough of this. No, All right. right. So uh, they don't use a lot of leverage, 25% debt to cap. Uh, demographics at your back. It's a giant cap stock, so it's hard, hardly a, a case that we have any proprietary knowledge and, you know, whatever. But I just think that uh, this Medicare, Medicaid issue, ultimately, tide is turning on what the government actually believes about efficient providers. Even in a socialist world, the most efficient are going to get the business. And uh, you got demographics at your back here. People are going to need health care. No question about it. So United Healthcare, what's going on? Uh, Value Line says all the good trends are continuing. But if Hillary's elected president, it'll all be free. Um, you know, listen, I would just encourage people to suggest this. The problem with health care is not that there's more government. The problem with it, or not enough government. The problem with health care is that you can't have consumers shop. Consumers shop on quality judgments and pricing judgments, and in healthcare, we don't have a system that allows either. What we should do is just get some magazines that report on who are the best doctors, Consumer what are the reports. prices of their services, and then let consumers shop so that we can get a more efficient marketplace for healthcare. And uh, I think if you layer on a bunch of government, that's just going to make us all want to move somewhere else. Who knows? Anyway, United Healthcare Group. So there, page there's one other stock that I almost did this week. Okay. Marshall uh, and Isley, symbol MI. Good. Uh, ratings suspended in April of this year. Have you ever looked at this? I have. They, you have? They own Medavante that uh, does processing and payment services for financial institutions, which they're going to spin out. They're going to pay a big dividend, debt-funded dividend, basically, so no impact on value, really. You just get some liquidity. Um, separate the two and try to get a better valuation for each piece, I guess. Uh, stock recently 43, down 20% from highs earlier this year, about a 30% discount to market with um, rising dividends and rising earnings per share. There's not a, It's not a rapid grower or anything, but Value Line says earnings should grow 6.5%, dividends 95 book value 105 Okay. Let uh, me throw out another one, too. All right. Poorly done. Uh, I looked at this. Tenant Healthcare, ticker THC. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have tried to buy this at various oh, times. Marshall and Isley, no oh. subprime lending. Oh, good. So probably it's been, you know, baby with bathwater thing. Take advantage of that. THC, it's a hospital company. They had a lot of problems with fraud, et cetera. The stock was a Tenant. Tenant Healthcare was at 52 in 2002. It's had a bunch of moves down. You know, 16, then 12, then 8. It's recently fallen to 3 on even more problems. 
and yet their revenues tend to, you know, they're not growing, but they're $19 a share, and they have health care capacity, which is in demand because of the demographics. So I'm going to predict that what's going to happen is a change in management, uh, some, you know, come-to-Jesus thing where they have to apologize for all the bad stuff they've done, but they have health care capacity. That's in demand. You get it at uh, about 20% of sales, and that's worth a flyer. Tenet THC. Cover your short on this one. And that's all I have this week. Cover your short on Tenet. Yeah. Favorite ID over here is Quanex or Quanex, however it's pronounced, symbol NX. Very cheap. Looks like a takeout. Looks like a company that's in the process of breaking itself up and selling itself. So um, have a great week out there, and uh, we'll see you next week.